I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here's what's going on in the National Hockey League. Two and a half minutes into the second period, the Coyotes leading the Maple Leafs 1-0. Also early in the second period, Rangers up 2-1 on the Ducks. Zibanejad has his third of the season there. Bruins leading the Panthers 1-0. No score, Penguins and Canadians. The Canucks trailing the Capitals 2-1 in Washington. Meanwhile, after the first, the LA Kings with a 2-1 lead on the Detroit Red Wings. Kempe already his fourth of the season for the Kings. Later on tonight, starting in a few minutes, Avalanche and Wild. In about half an hour, Jets and Stars. And an 8 p.m. Mountain start, it is the Hurricanes against the Kraken. The Hurricanes will be here in Edmonton on Thursday. Tomorrow night at Rogers Place and here on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 for the face-off show. Game at 7 as the Oilers take on the Buffalo Sabres. I can also tell you the baseball game is still in a delay between the Guardians and the Yankees, delayed by rain. This is game five of the best of five American League Division Series. So uh, we'll see. Obviously a big game. they got to try to get it in, but it has not started yet. And Monday Night Football is the uh, low-scoring Denver Broncos coming in with a record of 2-3, and three, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. They are 3-2. and two. That game is going to kick off in about nine minutes, and we will keep you updated on that one. Okay, appreciate you tuning in tonight as uh, we are rolling now, uh, fully rolling with the NHL season, and uh, the Edmonton Oilers two games into this six-game homestand. Well, they have a bit of a problem, don't they, uh, as they are 1-1, one and one, and we they had this problem last year for an extended stretch of the season, kind of mostly in November and December. It, it didn't, I wouldn't say it persisted for the entire season, but uh, it was a pretty big problem for a while, and that was falling behind in games. And it, it's happened again here so far. Now, this is just two games into the season. You know what it's like when something happens off the start of the season. It tends to get talked about. It stands out a little bit more than if it maybe happens, you know, for a week in January when the team's already played 45 games or something like that but it, it, it is happening and we have seen it happen before I, I think well I know the Oilers know what they have to do I, I would think that you know we've seen them play uh, much better than they have been able to play in these first two games but here are some of the numbers and they are not good uh, <laughs> when you want to talk about giving up the first goal or being behind in games so the Oilers have played 120 minutes of hockey 120 minutes, that's two games worth. They have trailed for 95 minutes and one second. They have been tied for exactly 20 minutes 
and they have had the lead for four minutes and 59 seconds. That's it. And that was after McDavid scored in the third period against the Canucks in the season opener on Wednesday, and then uh, they put it away with McDavid's hat-trick empty netter. So 120 minutes of hockey. The Oilers have led for, well, well, we could round these off. They're, uh, they're oddly close. Uh, they, they basically led for five minutes, trailed for 95, and been tied for 20. And we've seen both Calgary and Vancouver score early in games. The Canucks scored minute 52 into the game. The uh, Flames scored a minute 13 into the game. Now against Calgary, the Oilers came back and tied it very briefly. And then uh, Calgary went ahead uh, again right after that and led for the rest of the night, even though the Oilers made it interesting with a couple of goals in the second period. So that that's the issue they're facing. Uh, I, I think that some of the things they have to clean up are, are fairly apparent. I don't, I don't think they're being sturdy enough in front of their own net. I thought that was especially a problem against Calgary. I, I don't think they're uh, making smart, simple plays with the puck when it comes to breaking out, and that's causing some turnovers and confusion, and uh, then they're falling behind. So, and here's another thing. The score in the first 21 minutes of these games. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is opponent 7, Oilers 1. They have been outscored 7-1 in the first 21 minutes of games. And then in the final 39 minutes of the two games... The Oilers have a 7 nothing edge. Five goals against the Canucks, two against Calgary. So uh, that's, that's really the big issue right now. Playing better early in games. I think, it, it, to me, it's playing smarter and playing a little sturdier. I, I don't know if it's necessarily an issue about uh, you know, not having enough talent or anything like that. Uh, I, I think that they know what they have to do, and they simply uh, are not doing it. So that's going to be something that's addressed here going forward. So they were off yesterday, had a pretty crisp, up-tempo practice today. Um, you know, a lot of focus on being sharp, a little bit of battling and stuff like that. And the, the Nuge commented on the up-tempo practice. Yeah, I, I thought it was good today. Um, after a day off, especially, um, uh, I, I thought the way that uh, we all went out there and battled today. Um, I mean, just quick battles, so it's nothing too taxing, but it's obviously getting into people and uh, getting hard in front of uh, our net, uh, in front of the opposing team's net. Uh, I think that's going to be a theme uh, starting now for us, and we got to get harder in those areas. So today, today we uh, worked on it, and I think we should get better from it. Yeah, well, I think especially harder in front of their own net because we, we saw the flame get multiple chances on rebounds, score a couple goals, finding loose pucks in front of the net. And uh, that's an issue the Oilers have to address. So something to focus on for tomorrow against the Sabres. And we, we talk so much about falling behind in games. And, and look, you're not going to score first every game. Of, of course not. The other teams out there trying to do things well. Vancouver and Calgary came in and, and took the games very seriously off the start and were able to take control. But when you're falling, especially when you fall behind by more than one goal, 
and then when you fall behind by three, as the Oilers have in both games, you you really get away from some of the things you had planned, whether you're doing it intentionally or not. And one of the things that, that we saw with the Oilers in these first two games, you got to change the line combinations. I mean, you're working at practice with the same guys for two or three days or all through training camp in some cases. And then, uh, you know, the game starts to fall apart and Woodcroft has to shuffle the lines and uh, limit some players' ice times. It's happened too because of all the penalties the Oilers have taken as well. Uh, but Connor McDavid said, yeah, when we fall behind, it changes how we play. Being down, you know, kind of affects everything. Um, you know, it affects uh, how the kind of games play. It affects, you know, uh, how much guys play, how little guys play. You know, it affects kind of the whole thing. So, um, obviously, we'd love to play with the lead, and um, you know, a good start's key to that. You're never really going to win uh, win a game in the first 10 minutes, but you can certainly put yourself in a bad spot in the first 10 minutes. So, um, you know, we've done that for the first two, and um, obviously, it's uh, it's an emphasis for our group. Well, that's that's true. You can't win the game early, but you can go a long way towards losing it if you start as poorly as the uh, Oilers had. Head coach Jay Woodcroft also commenting on how falling behind hurts them. The big thing that we talk about is that when you fall behind early in games, that what it does is it disrupts your rhythm as a as a team of how the game should be played, just allowing people to to get into the game. Um, so for us, uh, we're aware of it, and we're looking to take a step towards improving on it uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, talking about rhythm, and that's what I, I was saying about the line combinations, just be able to roll, you know, four lines or roll three and then roll four, you know, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, but the Oilers have not been able to sort of get into that rhythm in either game. And if you're behind a goal, okay, you got to be comfortable playing down behind a goal. The other team will score first. Let's not fool ourselves here. But again, when you allow that second one or even that third one, you're down 3 nothing or 4-1, well, then that changes everything. Because then, I think just naturally as a player, you get out of your rhythm and you get out of trying to play that solid all-around game and you're starting to cheat for offense a little bit because you're thinking, oh, man, we got to get going here. We can't wait much too, much longer to score because we got to try to catch up. So the Oilers have been thrown out of their rhythm. Uh, I, I think some obvious things to work on. Nuge said it stronger in front of our own net. He also said stronger in front of the other team's net. And I think that's a fair comment too because the Oilers have not been great five-on-five five through two games. Again, just two games in, they've scored four goals five-on-five. Five. They've allowed five goals five-on-five. Five. They've allowed a power play goal in each game as well. Um, but uh, the, the power play, especially against Vancouver, really drove the Oilers' offense and it gave them a bit of a chance with the, the second goal of the night against Calgary. So I think the things that Nugent Hopkins uh, was talking about there will help the five-on-five five game too. But we got to say at this time of year, uh, you know, they did win one of those games. As much as we could criticize how they played against the Canucks, they had more goals in the end, and Vancouver didn't hang on to the lead, which they also weren't able to do against Philadelphia a couple of days ago. So uh, Evander Kane says, uh, look, it, it's, let's not panic. It, it is just the first two games of the year. A couple of games in, it's... Uh... Seems when we play Calgary, it's always something weird going on. But uh, I, I think we're, we'll be have a we'll have a much better start uh, Tuesday night. And, um, like I said earlier, we know we need to get engaged physically. I think it wakes everybody up, both as a team and individually, and I think it will lead to, to more success early on in the game. Yeah, and I and I, I I like what he said there about getting engaged physically. I, I think on Wednesday night, a lot of excitement for the home opener. I had Luke Gazdick on the show last week. He visited with some of the uh, Oilers he knows when he uh, came to town during training camp. And he said he got the sense they were just so eager 
for that first game and, and just to get the preseason over with and to get out there and play and maybe you jump out there and you think all right we're here we go uh, the the spotlights are on razzle dazzle let's go out there let's play some offense as opposed to just going out there and playing simple and engaging physically and and i think I think that's important for the Oilers to answer what they're going to get from other teams. Um, you know, we've started to see this more and more. The other teams know the Oilers aren't a free space on the bingo card. They they know McDavid and Dreisaitl are good. They know they got Kane and Hyman and some other guys now. So, you know, Calgary and Vancouver came in with the mentality they're going to work. They're going to check. They're going to hit. They're going to be nuisances. And I think the Oilers wanted to skate and fly. And then that's how they fell behind in those games. So... You got to set the tone, I think, with a little bit of physical play, with a little bit of hard work, and, and stay in that game. And eventually, the skill is going to pay off if you can take care of those other uh, fundamental things early in games. So we'll see how they do tomorrow against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Also, uh, Kellen Kennedy's over uh, down the hallway in the uh, in the uh, in the control room. Kellen, I got hey. the uh, Coyotes and the Leafs on, so I I've seen obviously the two Oilers games. Mm -hmm. And I've seen uh, bits and pieces of some other televised games. Uh, Calgary played, who did they play? Calgary played Colorado on mm -hmm. Thursday. Yep. Uh, I didn't see much of the early Hockey Night in Canada game on Saturday because I was watching the Elks, and we'll talk about them as we move along tonight, right. too. But so now they have a whole bunch of these ads that are not really there for television viewers. Virtual advertising, the yes. So if you're in the arena, you see the board advertising, mm -hmm. right? But then the TV, it totally overlays that with something else. And they change every minute or two. So you're watching the game, and as, as they're going, the ads will actually change. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> just just happened now. It hit 12 minutes on the clock, yep. and the ads on the boards totally changed to something else. So the people in the arena are seeing the same ads for the entire game, or I guess sometimes they change them after. Periods. You want my honest opinion on it? Are, yes, I do. <laughs> Darn tootin, I do. Worst invention ever for television broadcast since <laughs> well, Fox Tracks. But that's but, but that's, that's the what same group as the like, But that's what they're doing. They got they they got to make money from advertisers. So now this gives them an opportunity to cycle through more advertisers. I We've guess, seen virtual advertising inside the blue line. Yeah. Arizona just scored again by the way to go up 2 nothing on the Leafs. Okay. We've seen the virtual advertising inside the blue line, right? Like basically at the, at the top of the point. That changes when they have that. We've seen the ads and I know not every television broadcast has this. We've seen the ads on the pane of glass behind the net, behind the goalie. That's not actually there. Football, we've seen ads on the field. I mean, of course, in football, they've had the first down line and all that stuff for years. But you have the ads that move around the field to wherever the, 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 the line of scrimmage is. Mm -hmm. So now in hockey, we're getting the virtual ads on the boards. So you, you, it bugs you, eh? Yep, big time. Big time. It was uh, very noticeable during uh, the Oilers opener against Vancouver in the first period. I guess there was a glitch or something like that when the puck was. They were on a wide I shot. Saw, like the puck some was player looked like he was like that. stuck in the boards yeah. or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And I watched uh, via the. Um, uh, I think there's. They, they do the free previews for all the hockey packages this time of year, too, and that stuff. So last week, I was able to catch the uh, Golden Knights opener against uh, LA. And the same thing happened during that game uh, to the point where it actually had a strobe effect during one of the plays and that's so where the uh the advertising just glitched out and it looked like you know uh early 2000s rave yeah with the, with the lights well i, I, I wonder so. where i mean i am old enough to remember when the boards were white 
I think in mm-hmm. the late 80s, they started putting some advertising on the boards. Yep. Yeah. And, and obviously, they've been covered for several years. And you will see at Rogers Place, and I assume in other arenas, sometimes rink attendants go out between periods and change some of the physical board ads because mm-hmm. one company maybe bought a third of the game as opposed to the entire game. Uh, but now, yes, we're getting the, the virtual ads on the boards that, that change right in front of your eyes. I don't know. I, I just think I just wonder what they're going to. I mean, there's there's ads on the helmets now. Some teams have ads on the helmets. Could that be virtual, where that changes every time there's a close up? It's a different <laughs> ad on the team's helmet. Uh, goalie goalie pads. There's a nice big space you could have an ad, an ad for something. Ah, uh, they do that in Europe with right. uh, a lot of stuff. That even the jerseys aren't aren't safe. Like you know, you'd have a giant. Well, uh, sometimes the sponsor logo is bigger logo than the, than the team yeah, logo. Exactly. I, I don't know if that's ever going to come on in North America, but uh, anyway, I just because I was you know, watching this Arizona-Toronto game. I'm like, oh, yeah, the ads are changing. Anyway, uh, you can chime in on the virtual ads, if you like, on the Oilers' starts to the season, whatever you're thinking of this evening. 780-496-0063 is the number. If you're phoning us, that is the good old hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, inside sports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Marty Baron is coming up after the 630 News. Uh, Laddie Schmid will join us tonight. Morley has the Elks this week at 7.30. It's Inside Sports on Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Oilers and Sabres tomorrow in this time slot, 5.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7, 7804960063. Kellen, what do we have? We've got one from Don here. He says, hi, Reid. Not a good weekend for Edmonton team's bright spot with Skinner's performance. That's from Don. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, what did we have? The Oil Kings lost bad in Seattle on Friday. The football doubleheader at Commonwealth on Saturday. The Golden Bears lost to the Dinos, who were winless coming into that game. The Elks. Uh, another home field loss. They they led almost the entire game uh, and just cannot put it away. And then the, the Oilers unable to beat Calgary. I guess the U of A hockey team uh, won. I'm, I'm, I won't go through every single Edmonton area team, but uh, yeah, that, that was a that was a tough one. And Taylor Cornelius isn't going to play on Friday. We'll talk more about that. He has a has a spleen injury. But yes, yeah, Stuart Skinner was good. Came in relief of Jack Campbell, who I didn't think was bad, but just couldn't get the saves and didn't get much support in front of them. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Oilers, on Skinner's performance on Saturday. Yeah, I thought there was a maturity and a mental toughness to Stuart. I thought, uh, you know, he he went right into the game and. Um, you know, he made some big saves. Uh, he, he made some big saves. He gave us a chance to win that game, even though it wasn't a perfect game for us. Uh, we did have some good moments as well, um, but he gave us a chance uh, to get back involved and, and and make a game of it. And I think for him, sometimes not having to think about it and just get placed in that situation, sometimes I think that's a benefit um, for, for goaltenders that might not be starting that game. Well, Skinner will start tomorrow. Woodcraft, uh, Woodcroft said that today. Skinner will start tomorrow against the Sabres. Also, roster move by the Oilers late this afternoon. Big hitter Marcus Niemelainen up from the Bakersfield Condors. Brad Malone has been sent down. Former NHL goaltender Marty Baron coming up next. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. 